What is the Sabbath? Is it a day of rest or a day to honor the Lord? And what day is it on? Saturday or Sunday? What is the Sabbath on this slice of fresh bread? Welcome to Fresh Bread, a podcast ministry of Grace Bible Church, Gainesville, with Pastor Brandon and Pastor Keith. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for clicking on Fresh Bread, Fresh Bread podcast number 51. Fresh Bread, where we bring the truth of God's Word to a starving world. I'm Pastor Keith. He's Pastor Brandon. And today we are going to talk about the Sabbath. What is the point of the Sabbath? So, Pastor Brandon, how are you doing today? If I were any better, I'd be finer than, I guess I'm finer than frog hair split three ways. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know frogs had that much hair. Anyway, okay. Well, that's good. Well, today we're going to talk about the Sabbath. Now, the Sabbath is Saturday, right? Uh, Well, (laughs) it's, I guess, it's the the seventh day of the week, according to Scripture. You know, I've I've always, that's always been interesting to me. Like, you know, we live, uh, the calendar we live on is, a you know, not, I don't, I can't, you can't, certainly can't say it goes all the way back to creation, but it's always been interesting to me, like how they set up, you know, what day is Saturday, you know, what day is Sunday, what day is Monday, you know, like how that, how that started in terms of the calendar. But I don't, you know, in terms of, in terms of the, the Sabbath, you know, that comes from, it comes from Genesis chapter, you know, one and two, where, you know, on the seventh day, so there's seven days or six days of creation total, or seven total, six days of actual creative work by our Lord, and on the seventh day, so it'd be the seventh sequential day of, of um, creation, he, he created, or he said this is the, you know, said this is a day set apart for, as a Sabbath, you know, Sabbath rest, and so, so, you know, he rested on the seventh day from his work that he, you know, from all that he created, and so, you know, that the Sabbath that, that's observed today, you know, most people would say, yeah, that's on a Saturday, because that's the seventh day of our week. And and so I think that's the pattern that is out there in terms of the Sabbath. Yeah, and so it juxtaposed to that, yes, Christians, we observe the first day of the week because that's what the early Christians did in terms of, you know, they came together on the first day of the week. Uh, because I would assume that because of that was the day the Lord was resurrected. The Sabbath is 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 Hebrew for rest, and the Hebrew the Hebrews took that as as the day of rest, and the church changed it from Saturday to Sunday. Yes, I yeah. They, I mean, in terms of when they gathered and met, met, they they changed it from Saturday to Sunday because of the resurrection. I would assume it's. I think I do think it's because of the resurrection. Yes. Okay. And so you can't. We were going to ask. I was going to ask you the point of the Sabbath. So the point of the Sabbath is re- it was to rest. Well, a day think, of rest. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to Genesis chapter chapter 2, it says, And on the seventh day God completed his work. Well, it says on in 2, 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their hosts. In verse 2, this is Genesis 2, 2. And on the seventh day he completed his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then he blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because on it he rested from all his work all his work which God had created in making it and so the idea then is that you know the lord rest rested uh, on on the seventh day then if you go over to Exodus chapter 20 in 
Exodus 20, verse 8, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It says, six days you shall labor and do all your work. Well, that matches the six days of creation. And then, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of Yahweh your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female slave, your cattle or your sojourner, which is within your gates. For for in and this is this again is Moses tying it back. For in six days Yahweh made the heavens and the earth, and the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore Yahweh blessed the seventh day and made it holy. And so, hmm. so that the pattern was set at creation that there would be six days and then there would be a seventh day that would be for rest. As you look back on, you know, this is we're we're remembering what God has done in his in creating the world and who he is and it's a it's a holy day unto the Lord. And that was put in place for the Israelites. Now you gotta remember this is well after creation. So, you know, that pattern was set at creation. You know, Israel came along well after creation, but that pattern was set for Israel to remember that seventh day. Uh, and to keep it holy, and that's where that's where the Sabbath came from. Okay, so are we are we sinning if we don't rest on the Sabbath? I mean, that's a deeper that's well, and that's what we're doing this for. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of that's a deeper discussion because you know I think that some people would say you know don't you know you know that we ought to observe the Sabbath and. You know, some Christians would say that. Some people who are Christians, and I think I think they're confused. You know, and let me just say this: I don't have a, I don't think there's anything wrong biblically with someone resting on on the seventh day or on any day, like picking a day and say, okay, I'm going to rest on this day. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I think that's good because I think you know that the Lord made us to need rest, and you know, obviously we, you know, there's a, you know, every day we sleep. You know, and and most people need you know at least six hours, and some people less. What's that? Seven or eight. Yeah, I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a I'm an eight hour guy uh, for sure, and I take a nap during the day if I can. So, but it but you know we're we were made to need rest, and and so to rest on a seventh day is you know that's that's a good thing because I mean that's that is a pattern that the Lord has given us is that we get that every week we get that day to recharge and I think that you know it's been proven you know that uh, it's funny because I was watching a video a few weeks ago and and it talked about you know taking breaks you know in your work during the day so like like if I work hard for a, you know an hour or two hours you know taking a five to ten minute break and just sort of stopping and and you know, getting kind of recharging for a few minutes and then starting back. And then, you know, those are mini breaks that charge us up, you know, to be able to get another hour or so in or hour and a half or whatever it is. But then, you know, obviously sleeping, you know, I, I take a nap, so I need that, that, that extra charge I get. So I work during the morning. I take, you know, maybe two or three breaks during the morning. I work pretty much straight through around, you know, noon, 1230. I, I lay down and take a nap for a half hour, 45 minutes, and that recharges me for the afternoon. And then obviously the sleeping at night, you know, gives you that, that rest. But there's also, and what the, the video I watched the other day was talking about, you know, they actually comparing people who work straight through, you know, for whatever time without taking these breaks was actually less productive mm. than someone who stopped and took breaks. And even taking a nap in the midday, is helpful because it recharges and makes you more effective, makes you more 
able to do work. And, and so, but it, but also someone who doesn't get sleep at night, they may, they, they may be thinking that they're sort of gaming the system, you know, in terms of being able to, being able to get more work done or to do more things, whatever they, whatever it is they're doing, playing games or whatever it is they're doing half the night. And so, but in reality, you're not. In reality, you can't game the system that ultimately you, you need that rest in order to be more effective in getting, you know, getting your work done, especially quality work, you know, not just quantity, but quality work, using your brain, using, you know, physically even. What I'm arguing toward is, Having that extra day may seem like, you know, I'm losing a day. You know, I'm, if, if I'm in the rat race and every other rat's running seven days a week, you know, and I'm resting on the seventh day, but actually that rest recharges you and rejuvenates you so that you can, you know, get out there and, and, and work and, and be effective. And the Lord knows that. I mean, it's a wis- that's wisdom, you know, that the Lord obviously knows, you know, us and what we need. And so... So the pattern, the pattern is there, and and I think it's a good, I think it's, I think it's a good pattern. I think it's a pattern that that, you know, that doesn't hurt to observe. Uh, having said that, Colossians two sixteen, the apostle Paul says, in Colossians two sixteen, therefore no one is to judge you in in food and drink or in respect to a festival, or a new me, new moon or a Sabbath day. Then he goes on to say things which are only a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. And, you know, the question is, what does he mean by the substance belongs to Christ? Well, that I think that ultimately is where your answer, your answer lies. So let me just close that part of, the, of what I'm saying out and just say it is, it is not a bad thing. Actually, it's probably a good thing to understand the patterns of life and understand that as humans, we have there's weak that we have weakness. That the that one of our major weaknesses is that we spend about one third of our life resting, right? You know, maybe one third plus. Even the best among us have to rest. And so, you know, and so you if you sleep eight hours a night, if you get eight hours of sleep every day, and that's the rest, then that's a third of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just the way it is, and. And so, so it's, it's important for us to realize that there's patterns in the world. You know, there's, there's daily patterns, there's weekly patterns, you know, and then, then there's bigger patterns than that, you know, obviously seasons and things like that. And recognizing the wisdom of those things and understanding how that works with our own rhythms. You know, we're, we're kind of, we're creatures of, of what's going on around us and in terms of the world. And we change based on, you know, what's going on in the pattern of the world, you know, sunrise, sunset, the seasons that come and the seasons that go, you know, we change based on those things. And, and recognizing that and recognizing that we need to be a part of that pattern and part of that pattern is getting proper rest and therefore resting on a seventh day or on a one day a week does definitely make sense in terms of that. I mean, even... You know, we see that even in the the resting the land. You know that mm-hmm. he he said it would take a year. You know, I think it's every seven, seven years. Yeah, seven years you you rest the land, and so that's a another principle that we see from scripture. And you see that the land does get tired and and needs that rest. And so, so long story short, very it's very wise to do that. Okay, but Colossians two. It, the problem is, is making the Sabbath into something more than what the Lord intended it to be. And, and so 
that's the problem is when we start judging others based on what we believe the Sabbath ought to be. I mean, if I, if, I mean, just give you an example. If I choose to say, okay, my family, our family's going to rest on, on, on one day a week and it's going to be Sunday. I shouldn't judge someone else if they mow their lawn on Sunday, mm. right? I didn't, mm-hmm. that's not, because that was never the point. I mean, that's, that's, that's what, I mean, that's what Paul is saying here is that we shouldn't judge, especially, you know, like, you know, especially what you do on that day, you know, like some people, I mean, that's, that's the issue with the, the Jewish religious leaders is that they actually began to judge people based on what could be done and what couldn't be done. And so, you know, they would, and they, and even today, I mean, we, I, I preached a sermon a few months ago where, you know, the, they have, even in New York and, and Jerusalem and other large cities, they have these wires that, that run around these neighborhoods. And, the idea is if you're within inside that wire, it's your home. And if you're in your home, then you can do different things that are not allowed outside of your home. But since they put this wire up in their mind, that's their, that's their home. And that allows them to do the, do things that, you know, that, that they can't do, you know, outside. And so, you know, again, it's just, all it is, just legalism. I mean, it's just pure legalism. And so they become legalistic about this day and therefore, it's not. That's not. That was never God's intent for it. And so that's what Paul is actually prohibiting in Colossians chapter two: is judging your brother based on what they do or don't do on on that day. If you I was going to say, and the Jewish people really did like you couldn't cook or anything. You had to make your meals the day before. And well, that, like like the you know like the man that got up and moved his or rolled up his pallet and moved it, and they got into the yeah. argument with Jesus on. You can't do that. Work and yeah, it was work, and I mean, it's just yeah, it's crazy stuff like that where they began to judge others. But Paul says the substance is Christ. Now, the, our substance belongs to Christ. Now, that I think that's you know ultimately the question we have to answer is what does he mean by that? But do you have any? Well, yeah. The next question I was going to ask you. So it 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 is a day of rest. It is a day where it's okay to rest. We need rest. But is it really a day that we need to focus on God? Is that one thing that he wanted us to do as well on that day of rest is, is to focus on him? And it, it does say keep it holy. So what does that mean? Yeah, I think absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't, in, in all of my speaking of how wise it is, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that absolutely it, it makes sense to set apart a day where you can focus on, you know, the holiness of the Lord. You can focus on spending time with your family and, you know, focusing on, you know, God's holiness and his, uh, you know, the, how he's blessed, you know, the, the family. I mean, it, those are good things. And that is the, that, that was the point of, you know, setting apart a, a day was this day of, again, I, it's a day of rest, but it's also a day of worship, you know, mm-hmm. you know, where we worship the Lord, you know, and, and, and for Christians, you know, it's, you know, Sunday is a great day to, to really set aside that way. You know, historically in the United States, it, you know, the businesses and things have shut down. You know, it's funny. It's funny going back to the other argument. You know, Chick-fil-A has shut down for, you know, that's that's been their thing. Yeah, they, they don't open on Sunday. And they've resisted that, you know, that seventh day opening. And it's interesting because, you know, the, their business has been blessed. Now, I mean, no matter where you are with Chick-fil-A right now, obviously they've had some some things that have come up in terms of, you know, being pressured by the world and the culture. But 
historically they have done that and and you know the business has been blessed and i i'm not going to say you know ultimately i don't know you know the lord knows in terms of you know why he blessed that particular business in that way and at the very least there's probably a wisdom about shutting down for a day and and letting your employees rest and and then working during the week you know that those other six days at the very least there's wisdom there and you can see it in how the how the business has responded, and so yeah. So as we look at the and and this may be take us off a little bit of the Sabbath, but it's part of the Sabbath. As we look at the Ten Commandments, that's where that comes from, right? The honor the Sabbath, keep it holy. So as as believers, as Christians, are we still under the Ten Commandments? Is that something that we need to? Well, no. I mean, no. Um, yeah, and, I, and we've we've talked about this in the past, yeah. I think, on a podcast. But but the Ten Commandments are based on uh, you can you can go back to Genesis chapter one and two, and and derive the Ten Commandments from the the principles that are put in place there. And we've already seen. I mean, as an example, you know, the if you go to if you go to Exodus chapter twenty, and you you see, you know, this is where he. You know, Moses gives the, well, it's actually God. Then God spoke all these words saying, I am Yahweh your God who brought out brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. Then it says this, you shall, not, you shall have no other gods before me. Well, that's, you know, if you look at Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1 presents God as the one and only creator God. And, and he's, he is, I mean, there is no other, I mean, in the beginning, God, I mean, so, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so there, there was, no, there are to be no other gods before him. I mean, he is, he is the main, he is the only God, the only true God. And, you know, that's, that's a commandment that comes directly from that. And it goes, you know, um, you know, the next one, you shall not make for yourself an idol of any likeness of what is un- in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the, the earth. And so, you know, that's again derived from Genesis chapter one because God is the one who created all those things. And so, you know, if for me to worship the created as opposed to the creator is, it would be, well, it would be sinful. I mean, and so, because it's, we're not recognizing the creator, we're, we're recognizing the created. Uh, so anybody mm-hmm. that makes an idol you know, of anything is, is worshiping what's been created as opposed to the creator. And that's what God is prohibiting. And so, yeah, I mean, we see those, those, you know, if you, if you go down and and you look at, as an example, you look at the ones, you know, you shall not murder. Well, man is made in God's image and that's Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And so we need to protect the image of God and man. And so that, and we even see that in Genesis nine. If you shed, if one man sheds another man's blood, he's to by his blood. He's be that that ha, I mean, he's supposed to he's supposed to be executed because of that, mm. and it's because of the image of God. And that's that was cleared from Genesis chapter nine. I mean, so we see, you know, you shall not commit adultery. Genesis chapter two. There's one man and there's one woman, and you know, they'd be married and there's to, to procreate and and they're to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. But there, it's one we see in Genesis chapter one and two. There's male and female, and and there's there's these the idea of marriage is there in Genesis chapter two. The idea of, of Adam and Eve coming together and and being together, and that that being 
their only, you know, romantic relationship, their only, the only sexual relationship. So thou shalt not commit adultery because you're going against that pattern that was set in Genesis chapter one and chapter two. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, in terms of do not steal, the the idea there is that we all, you know, that, that God has given plenty. I mean, there's, you know, you see he's created in abundance and and if I if if I'm stealing, it's as if I'm saying that I'm not I'm not getting enough, mm. and there's not enough to go around. And so you can go on and on, but go back to the Sabbath. You know, we see in Genesis chapter one. You know, the pattern was set. There was evening, there was morning. One day there was evening, there was morning. Two days, but you get to Genesis chapter two, and what you find is is that in Genesis chapter two, that pattern he he breaks that pattern in Genesis chapter 2, and it, it says that um, it, it actually just says, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because on it he rested from all his work, which God had created in making it. And so the idea there, and I, in my mind, is that each of the first six days were encapsulated like they were 24-hour entities. So there was evening, there was morning, one day, two days, three days. Well, in the seventh day... He doesn't. He doesn't do that. And so, what I think is going on there is that the the world was created to be at rest. The mm. world was actually created to be at rest in in Christ or in or in in God in in Yahweh. And when man sinned, that Sabbath rest was taken away. Like that, there's no more Sabbath rest. That 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 didn't exist anymore in terms of in terms of true Sabbath rest. And so ultimately, ultimately why the Sabbath is so important, and even if you look at Christ's ministry and you look at his conflicts with the, with the, um, the Jewish leadership, their religious leadership, what you find is, is that the conflict is over who's the Lord of the Sabbath. And ultimately he's saying, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. And what, what that ultimately, ultimately means is that his, his whole... His whole, in terms of redemption, what are we what are we being redeemed from, and what are we being redeemed to? Well, we're being redeemed from this sinful world. We're being redeemed from which sin exists in us. So it, we're being redeemed from that sin. We're being bought back from that sin, but we're going to be redeemed to and put into Christ's rest. Now, spiritually, spiritually, I mean, you remember the verses where it says. Come to me, you weak and heavy laden, mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. I mean, yeah. that's the. I mean, coming to Christ, we have that Sabbath rest mm-hmm. already in Him. Now, recognizing we still live in a fallen world, and we still have the the flesh that we're dealing with, but ultimately we have rest even today. It's Sabbath rest even today in our Lord. So I don't need to observe a day. In order to realize that Sabbath rest, I ought to be realizing that Sabbath rest every day because mm-hmm. I'm because that Sabbath, true Sabbath rest, comes from the Lord of the Sabbath, which is our Lord Jesus. So, long story short, I, I think, or uh, long story made longer. longer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I'm. That's the way I am. I multiply words sometimes. Long story short, I don't observe a Sabbath day in terms of like it's something special. I'm, I'm observing my relationship. My relationship with Christ is what where the substance comes from. Now, I will. I would argue that eventually, when Christ comes, that He's going to establish Sabbath rest. There's going to be true Sabbath rest in eternity. Mm-hmm. And so, what He and what He 
intended for the world to be will ultimately be that when he returns and when he you know ultimately when all this comes to fruition everything is done he establishes this new heavens and new earth we're going to we're, we are going to experience what I would consider true Sabbath rest. You know, that's amazing how that fits so wonderfully. Everything points to Christ, even the Sabbath yes. rest points to Him. I, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but I think I know what your answer is. But are the Ten Commandments, is, was God, is God looking for us to obey them internally or externally or both? Well, ultimately, <laughs> it's funny because I, the Ten Commandments pointed to our need for Christ. Right, I mean that's right. the 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 fact that that there's no one who can truly obey, you know. And I would say, and I and, it's, and to answer your question, I would say primarily they're an internal, yeah, internal issue, right? Of of because I mean, if you look at Matthew, you know, five, six, and seven, you know, he talks about you know all these things, you know, like divorce. He talks about you know murder, and he says, you know, lusting after someone or you know after a woman. You know, he says, if you lust in your heart, you've, you know, you've broken that commandment. You've committed adultery in your heart. You know, if you're angry with your brother, you've committed murder. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it was all, it was always about the heart. It was never, it was never about external actions. You know, we can, we can, we can modify external actions even if our heart's not there. You know, I could, I could never murder someone in my entire life physically and yet commit murder in my heart. And so, that was the issue. That was always the issue. Was the heart in in terms of in terms of what God's intent for the commandments? But ultimately, the commandments pointed us to our need, right? Our, uh, uh, the commandments pointed us to the fact that we were were fallen and and that we need we need Christ. And so, so you know that that was the that was the point of the commandments. Now, it's interesting because I would argue, you know, you asked, well. You specifically asked, "Do I do I observe the Sabbath?" Or you know, a big, the bigger question is, "Do I what do I do with the commandments?" Well, I mean, Christ restated most of the commandments in mm-hmm. His ministry, and Paul refers to, to, to that in Galatians as as the law of Christ. And so, you know, I mean, I look at the Sermon on the Mount, and and not only did he not only did he uh, verify the commandments in the Sermon on the Mount, but he actually strengthened them in the sense of not not strengthen them versus what he always intended, but he strengthened them in terms of you know our you know our human understanding of the of the oh, commandments. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, so ultimately, am I to obey the commandments? Yes, I mean, I I do, but I need to understand them. I understand Christ's heart for them, and ultimately, it's the law of Christ at this point for the Christian. I'm to obey the law of Christ. So. Yeah, so is the is the Sabbath day, I've heard people say this, is it kind of a, a precursor to what we'll be doing in heaven? Is it the the same kind of thing where we're worshiping the Lord? It's a not necessarily a day, but it's like a forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I okay, so I think that in the new heavens and new earth that we're going to experience true Sabbath rest and I think it's going to be constant. Mm. Okay. Um but I don't think you know, this is where I think that you get into this. Um, I don't think that it's going to be this um, ethereal existence where we're just on a, cr- a cloud and we're always playing a harp, and or or the other one is we're in this constant worship service. You know that we're constantly just singing songs around the throne. Not that that doesn't. Not that that sounds bad. And but I think that there's going to be more to it than that. You know, in terms of. I think that's going to be an even greater existence, a, a infinitely greater existence than we experience today. 
because we're going to be experiencing these things without sin. But I think there's going to, be, and, and I do think that there's going to be some aspects of work in, in heaven and in the new heavens, and new earth. I, I do think that, but I don't think it's going to be work like, you know, like we, you know, laboring like we do, you know, like toil. I don't think there's toil in heaven or in, new, in the new heavens and new earth. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be, I think that we're going to experience a rest in Christ that's going to be like forever. And, and it's going to be this worshipful, everything that we do is going to be worship, but it's not that it's not like it's going to be this, you know, 24 seven worship service, you know, going, you know, be sitting in a pew type of idea. It's going to, everything that we do is going to be worship. The thing about it is that's what we should be doing now, right? I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm not trying to lessen heaven because I think, and the new heavens and new earth, I'm not trying to lessen that and say that that's something we can't even approach what that's going to be because we don't even have a, I don't, I don't ultimately, I can only describe it in, in biblical terms. I don't have this connection to it that makes me understand what it's going to be like, but you know, I, I can only see what has, is described in, in, in scripture, but, but to a certain degree, we should, we ought to be trying to, to, experience that same type of same type of sabbath rest even today you know where you know like you know Christ says do not worry about tomorrow you know that you know that anxiety that comes upon us i i ought to be trying to live in such a way that i'm i'm completely dependent dependent upon him and i don't have any anxiety or worry because i know he's going to care for me right i mean that that's the type of sabbath rest that that we should be experiencing even even today yeah, I can't wait for the day when, like, our pride will be gone and we won't think of anything but Him. Like, we we won't have those thoughts. Like, when, you know, when you were, we're thinking about eternity, worshiping God, like you just said, it's not like we're sitting in pews <laughs> all eternity worshiping God, because I have to admit when sometimes when I'm at church and, and you're finishing up your sermon, not you know, my brain is, you know— a, a shamrock shake pops in with a fry, and and I'm like, wow, <laughs> where did that come from? It, I'm it trying is, to listen to. It's March, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Right. that's my favorite part of of March is is a shamrock shake and a large fry. But yeah, those things will be gone. It'll just be focused on him. We won't have any more of ourself, the prideful, selfish thoughts that come into our minds. And, and when we look at like a Seventh Day Advent church, they're not any better. <laughs> than we are because they they honor the Sabbath in a way that it's different because they do it on Saturday and they believe that they they, they do believe that we're wrong right that yeah I, I I'm pretty sure they do I yeah that that I think that's being legalistic and yeah. I think they I think that's coming from a misunderstanding of the Old Testament I think it's coming from a misunderstanding of the of what's the laws the law's purpose. And so, so, you know, it's, it's a, I think that's a problem. And, you know, I don't know, it's definitely very legalistic. And if you think about, if you think about the Seventh-day Adventist, they're definitely a legalistic, you know, there's a, you know, that they, certain way to eat, you know, there's a, they're very interested in health and, and mm-hmm. what you eat and, you know, observing the Sabbath, you know, the seventh day and Saturday. I mean, they're very interested in those things. I mean, it, depending on the congregation. I mean, they, I, I knew some, you know, SDA folks, you know, where I was at, at, um, when we were up at the school here in, in high Springs and, and, you know, they, they were very like it at six o'clock or, you know, sundown on Friday night, 
they they had to be home. Yep. And you know, and they were on. That was Sabbath from that point until until they, um, you know, until the Saturday night. Yeah. And then they were able to go do their thing. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a very that's a very legalistic yeah. way of looking at things and way of looking at at scripture. And so, I I would say. I mean, biblically, and and how you know, if you look at the Old Testament, New Testament, and try to understand what what was going on, it's very clear that Christ is to be our rest. He's the Sabbath rest, and so, so yeah, I I don't see them as being correct, and and I would assume that they would think that we're wrong for not observing the Sabbath. Yeah, in that same way. Okay, so that's good. So the last word here on Sabbath from you, I take Sabbath. We should nap a lot. And uh, and honor the Lord, and I, I, I'm definitely all for napping. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a napping kind of guy. So so final word on the Sabbath. Give me the final word or words. Uh, in terms of a, a day of rest, I think it's wise if we choose to use it as a day of rest. I don't think it's I don't think it has to be a particular day. I think for Christians, Sunday makes sense because you know because I'm. I'm already set aside. That's already a day set aside to go to, you know, to be with the body, to to worship with the body. So I think Sunday does make sense. But I don't think we should judge others, and you know, in regards to it, if someone has to work, you know, Sunday evening or whatever. I mean, I think that that is, you know, depending on their situation and if they've thought it through and their conscience is clear before the Lord. I don't think that's a problem. You know, I think that you know it could be long term unwise in the sense of you know, if, if they're trying to work every day. But at the same time, I mean, if you think about it, I work on Sunday, you work on Sunday. I mean, when you preach, when mm-hmm. I preach, when we teach, I mean, we're working. And Sunday, I'm, Sunday afternoon, I'm as tired as, as I'm ever, you know, in terms of, cause I put so much, I put so much energy into it. And so, so Sunday afternoon, I'm, I'm, I rest, but it's not a full day. I mean, I've already worked. And so, but long story short, yeah, I mean, I think it's wise to rest. It's wise to set aside to worship, you know, and I, and, you know, the, and the writer of Hebrews, we didn't talk about this, but the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 10 says, you know, don't forsake the gathering. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a, you know, some people would say that's legalistic and, you know, I don't, that's, but I, I don't, I don't see how that they would say that because that's what it clearly says. And anytime we disengage from the gathering, anytime we disengage from the body of Christ, we're in danger. And that's what he's warning is don't, you know, don't put yourself in that position. And so I think it's, I think it's good, you know, to go and be a part of the body on Sunday morning. I think it's right. I think it's sinful not to be if you're a Christian. Um, I think that, that it's good to rest. And, and when you put those two things together, I think Sunday makes sense, you know, for the Christian to do that and use that as their day of rest. But having, you know, the warning is don't judge someone based on that because ultimately Christ is our rest. Christ mm. is our Sabbath rest. And and that's what Paul says. The substance, substance belongs to Christ. And so I don't have to observe a Sabbath day in the same way that, you know, I, I certainly don't want to be legalistic about it and think that, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. Or I do. maybe I don't want to do those things. You know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't, maybe it's not that I can't do those things, whatever it is, you know, mow my yard or whatever. But it may be that I choose not to, you know, that it's that I feel like that today is the best day, you know, to, to rest and wait and do those things otherwise. So so that's kind of my last my last word. I mean, I, I think, yeah. again, remembering that the Ten Commandments tie back to you know, Genesis one and two and remembering that that 
I, uh, the law is a tutor that points me to Christ. And it's not that the law is abolished in the sense of, in the sense of the, that, you know, in terms of what's right and what's wrong based on the law, Christ has restated most of that. And, you know, in terms of, you know, we, we can find that in the law of Christ. And so we still, we still are called to live, you know, in, in purity and, and, in worship, which is what the law, law was meant to show us anyway. And so, so yeah, I mean, I think that's the, that's kind of the last word. Okay. I was just thinking of a shamrock shake. A shamrock shake. <laughs> you know, listening to you and in, in, as you espouse your wisdom, uh, I, I was thinking Wis- it's, it's like wisdom. a, well, it's it's good biblical wisdom. It's like a it's like a really good strong mouthwash. My mouth right now is very tingly. It's <laughs> You've been listening to Fresh Bread, the podcast ministry of Grace Bible Church Gainesville. For more information, go to gracegainesville.org. And thanks for listening.